2: Welcome to the American Adversaries Radio Show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. you got us here live on Salem Media Group's news talk station of the year. That's right. AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer, of course. And don't forget the website. TheAnswerOrlando.com, where you can, of course, join the Answer Seekers Club and enter to win a lot of great contests going on over there at the clubhouse. So please do that. You can also listen on our excellent website, AmericanAdversaries.com. You can listen on your smart devices if you've downloaded the free Answer Orlando app, and of course on your Alexa devices. And um, I'm, I think I made a mistake here on the Rumble, and I'm going to have to shut it down during the break and because I think we're ke- going, coming through audio-wise but not video-wise. Uh, well, that least, might be good. Least, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you know. Maybe, uh. but I apologize for that if you're listening and trying to watch on Rumble, and I'll try to get that fixed up during the break. Okay, that voice, of course, is none other than the trailblazing union boss himself, Michael McBath. I am the philosopher, political, mad scientist Christopher Hart. Jeff Sinnes, of course, is on the bridge. we got a lot we're going to be talking to tonight to you about. And, of course, that is uh, going to include the ex-Capital the uh, the ex Capitol Police Chief, Stephen Sund, and what he had to say on Old Tuck last night, Tucker Carlson. And Fox did not take the advice of Chucky Boy Schumer. Yeah, thank and, and, God. Yeah, that's right. Know, to enlighten us some more, and they which went, is wonderful. Exactly. And, of course, the yeah. left is continuing to melt down over all of that. So we got all of that and a whole lot more. Um, but uh, we'll start with uh, today, the Fed chief spoke in front of the House Banking Committee, the one that used to be mm-hmm. led by old Maxie
3: Waters. Oh, yeah. She was an intellect. What could she understand in all seriousness? But She's there, There right? she is. That's right. Well, actually, today was sort of a non-event day because he wasn't going to come out and make any other bold statement that he wouldn't have made yesterday. Uh, The market ended up down 57 points, meaning the Dow. Uh, We had been uh, down a little bit all day, then down 250, came back near the end of the day. Uh, The interesting thing out there is these uh, interest rates on treasuries, and actually treasuries, like particularly the two-year uh, and 10-year Treasury can actually push the Fed rate in its own way. But what happened here today, the uh, the two-year Treasury actually hit a high for the last, actually, since uh, 2007. You know, it's over 5%. But one thing that a lot of people aren't aware of, historically, the Fed rate has almost perfectly mirrored the two-year Treasury rate over the same period of time. So when you see what's going on in the two-year, I think there's a clear picture of what the next rate increase is going to be coming up on about the 22nd of March. And that's when they have their meeting on the 21st. They'll announce it to 22nd. It looks like it's going to be 50 basis points. The reason I just uh, throw that number out there, today uh, on Wednesday, we saw the U.S. private payroll came out. And it was more than expected in February, pointing to a continued labor market strength ahead of the all-important non-farm payrolls that came out at two hundred and forty two thousand jobs. The estimate on the payroll was supposed to be two hundred thousand. Two hundred and five. Yeah. Well they, different people estimates <laughs> okay. Then they said another set of data today showed that the US job openings increased to uh ten million eighty 820,000, and uh, the estimate was uh, below that, 10,500,000. And then on Friday, we have the non farm payroll that's coming out, and they ex- expect that number to come in at 203,000 workers following a gain of over 517,000 workers in January. So in simple terms, add these numbers up and let me know if inflation is correcting itself, which obviously it is not. And uh, it's a case, as you watch these treasuries move, the rates on three-month treasuries, six-month treasuries, one-year treasuries, and two-year treasury notes, how about this, have all leaped over 5% on Tuesday. So, you know, for those people, I just say, oh, you've had an unbelievable opportunity. Money markets, at, as we say at the banks, if you talk to the bank about it, they give you a lousy money market at probably .25. If you don't ask, if you act like you know what you're doing, you're, you should be getting about 4.2%. And you know one just every Just a hundred. little bit of a difference. Yeah, but, but do you realize that, I mean, a lot of people do keep... Balance is a hundred thousand, two hundred, three hundred thousand. But the point is, in a hundred thousand, that's forty-two hundred dollars. Yeah. But if you don't pay attention to it, they're going to pay like you know two hundred fifty dollars. Right. So you know they really need to pay attention because if you want to stay pace with inflation, you know bump your income up. Make sure you get the cash flow because this market has really been somewhat of a lethargic, go nowhere, and I'm not sure we're going anywhere for a while yet. But it will be interesting. And, again, the CPI index number, which will be fun to debate, will come out next week. So next Tuesday, you know, we'll probably see our next posturing for the next move in the market right. when the CPI number comes out because there really hasn't been any surprise. We haven't forecast that's occurred in the last three, four weeks. So We'll get the February jobs numbers, however, this Friday. Yeah, that Friday, if that were a... Just a nothing deal, then that would be, you know, that would be anti-inflation. I get a, a feeling it's going to come out better than worse, and if it does, oh boy, get ready for a fifty basis point increase on uh, uh, the twenty-second of March when they announce it. So,
2: by the way, we'll uh, see. Maxine Waters and uh, the other Democrats on the panel made it clear that they would rather have the Fed pause as they put it, at Mm -hmm. least for a while. And there's some argument out there that they should maybe do that because Mm -hmm. there is that lag effect that we talked about the other day. The problem with the Fed is looking at is that there seems to have been no effect whatsoever. In other words, uh, the the encouraging signs that we saw toward the end of the year and the first of the year are all gone now and in fact now they're worried about it heating up even more so the fed i'm sure is not going to take the democrats advice and they're going to continue to increase the interest rate the only question is how much and how long and And he made it pretty clear yesterday more than you might expect and for longer than you mm -hmm.
3: might expect and the other thing too is when the democrats make these statements they are the one that has flooded this economy with money they're the one that are working against higher interest rates by their own actions My beautiful girlfriend, who's, I would like to actually, uh, Warren, Elizabeth Warren, yesterday, (laughs) she had a little uh, (laughs) verbal confrontation uh, with Powell. And she said, you know, you realize that when these rates go up that there could be 2 million people left unemployed. Don't you realize that, uh, Powell? And he goes... Yes, I do, but I also realize there's 85 million employed people, and if I don't do something, these 85 million employed people are going to see every bit of earnings they have being eaten alive. So how do you want to go? 85 million people taken care of or, unfortunately, (laughs) 2 million? But the answer is we wish we could resolve it without affecting anybody, but that's not, unfortunately, how these go. And I do blame the Fed because, remember, 90% of all the Fed employees get ready are Democrats, you gotta love it. So and you really have to question some of their moves, particularly in the very beginning when they called it transitory. Was it yeah. delayed? I hope it wasn't delayed purposely because well. this has been a nightmare.
2: And most of them are also academicians. They, in other mm-hmm. words, they came right. from school into right. that and didn't have any real world experience, mm-hmm. uh, like Janet Yellen and uh, others. So the people that run
3: companies. Bernanke are, was another yeah, one. Yeah, you get these real smart people that run companies. They got a real strong handle on it. They get what punishes the workers, they get what yeah. prosperity well, is. You just can't have these academians that sit there and are closet and come up with theories. Well, for those who might
2: lose their job, they might want to think about moving to New York City <laughs> as an illegal, because uh, New York City is going to become also an employment agency mm. to find jobs for the quote-unquote migrants
4: oh, really? who are Very winding nice up in New mm-hmm. York
2: City there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for a job, you just go see Eric Adams mayor of New York. Do you think there'll be any language problem Uh, in them conveying? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, there's going
3: to be a lot of problems (laughs) that Eric doesn't quite bring out. Uh,
2: By the way, uh, Biden once again is releasing his budget sort of piecemeal, uh, but it doesn't Uh, really matter because it's dead on arrival anyway. Most presidents' budgets, by the way, not just his, Mm -hmm. but Trump's were. They're they're pretty much just ignored by uh, members of Congress.
3: It's a showpiece, you know, Uh, for their
2: people. yeah, Yeah, and Trump's That was not so good though because Mm -hmm. he had some excellent uh, budget ideas. Right. Um, And actually, (laughs) Paul Ryan actually had a couple of pretty good ideas Mm -hmm. too. But uh, because he he hated and resented Trump so much, he wasn't willing to work with him and and, get these things implemented to our benefit. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Yes, I agree. Yep. So. It's a situation where the swamp is as deep as ever, and it's going to have to be drained to get these things done and done right, and cutting back on the budget is going to have to be one of the very first steps. And hopefully it can get done in the next year, the budget year, because once again, this budget year is already done. and the members of congress can only plot and plan uh of course the next budget type battle is still the debt ceiling and even though that's not getting talked about a lot right now you know that june deadline or whatever it is is rather rapidly approaching so that's where there's going to be the real big standoff not next anyway not on the budget matters so in the meantime As I said, uh, Biden is letting his budget out in drips and drabs. And all we've really seen so far are the tax increases. And there are a lot
3: of them. And there are. They're even, again, talking about attacking long-term gains. You know, they're going to have another tack tack on. And, uh, you know, they never stop nickel-diming the American people. And it's all because of their blatant mistakes that they make. And their greed. And they're you know. still
2: floating this idea of a wealth tax Oh boy! rather than an income tax. Yeah. And a wealth tax would be imposed on you every year according to your wealth, your paper wealth, yeah. mm-hmm. your savings, your real estate, your stock holdings,
3: all of those things. So you think that we should confiscate from the wealthy, <laughs> right? We'll take money from the wealthy, and then we'll No, be... no, 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 no. They're going to the take money from, from everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. (laughs) Let let me correct that. There you 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 go. And
2: I do love how Once again, this is part of their plan mm -hmm. for equity. You see, you have to understand that their budgetary ideas, their tax ideas, Mm -hmm. all of these things are tied to these ideological notions mm-hmm. that are driving the left now and equity and and you know the ec what is it uh environmental so esg right. and what's the other one aei yeah. and, and 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 critical race all right. these stupid notions are driving every decision that they make. And, of course, they're not going to be good
3: decisions when this type of ideology is driving them. What I did laugh about on that ESG issue, you know, just the other day there was an article written in last year. What was the most profitable sector to be in the market last year? Probably energy. That's right. It was oil and gas and coal. And guess what? all these ESG oriented portfolios pulled out didn't have it right well that means my return overall on you know hundreds of millions of dollars wasn't for, as good as it could have been you got it so did they do away with their fiduciary responsibility and not live up to what they were you know obligated to do for the client. The answer is yes. They let <laughs> the politics come in let's just instead say, of their, a reality of what is but, right but and see, what you should do.
2: Once again, you're not seeing it from their perspective. That, no. They would say
3: yes. That <laughs> I'm is, sorry. That's the old
2: definition of a fiduciary responsibility. Uh, uh, the new definition must include. Mm-hmm. ESG, mm-hmm. must include equity, must include all of the... See, that was what was missing before, Mike. You oh, see, this yeah. is what you I must guess understand. I didn't understand it, right? Oh, yeah.
3: And that's the way they'll put it to you, too. But, you but see. imagine how many people lost money in major portfolios yeah. because they didn't touch yeah. oil, gas, coal. I, I mean, what but, a bunch of absolute you know, fools. And And when you get right down to it, and here's what really irritates
2: them the most, mm-hmm. and that is that gasoline and oil, these things are in fact
3: the most environmentally friendly forms of energy. And the thing is with the money these energy companies have, particularly now, they know that they have to resolve this problem. They have scientists Mm -hmm. working on it. They have competent people more than the government has. They'll get the thing done. And, oh, by the way, what did Buffett just buy more stock of just the other day? Uh, Was it Chevron or? Occidental. Occidental, that's Uh, right. Right, he loaded up further. 22%. And he also liked Chevron and. I saw the... Uh, he the, owns 22% yeah, of, of, Chevro- of, of Occidental Petroleum yep. now. He owns a 22%.
2: Nice,
3: and a large chunk of Chevron, too. Yes, sir, indeed. And this is a guy he that...
2: stupid when it comes to his investments. Money he, talks. But he to, preaches mm-hmm. stupidity because he knows, I guess, that he's got to play along with these mm-hmm. fools. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me tell you something. It was John D. Rockefeller and the... Blue, booming oil industry right. that saved the whales, because it was once oil replaced whale oil blubber and all the, parts for, of the for they basically used. was was used for uh, mostly yeah. for lighting lamps lamps, lamps. That's, that's what right. they use it for that's right. and so that's what killed the whaling industry, and yet what's now killing whales? These stupid windmills up there. Two more whales washed up on the beach up there in northeast Did just last see, week.
3: It's like 28 whales have died so on far, the northeast beach. Since the, they started and building and these the, stupid coincidentally, windmills. Coincidentally, the windmills are there. Can't we see the obvious? Yeah. No, They can't see the yeah. obvious when it comes see, to that, but the, what they're doing, oh no, see, this, everything's great.
2: Here's the problem with the windmills is once they decide on uh, an area to build them, mm-hmm. that's when the disruptions begin. Not when the windmills are built and start turning. Mm-hmm. It, it's then, too, because it creates vibrations, very uh, low-frequency vibrations. Well, that's what they, they use to detect where's the best place to build the foundation for these mm-hmm. things. So they go along the ocean floor with these seismic yeah. devices, yeah. which are creating low-frequency vibrations, which affect the whales. This ain't rocket science. Well, I guess it's not uh, what's... well, Chris, What's the, sci- the, the, the science for studying whales? Whatever right, that right, is, right, it ain't, it ain't right. whale science here, right. right? This is common sense, logical stuff. But because they're so wedded to these stupid ideas that are not based in reality, they're going to push forward and, and oh, God, well, we'll just kill whales just like we kill eagles and bats and, and hawks and other things.
3: Bo- remember in the Boston Harbor, they all the problems with the windmills yeah. up there and yeah. numerous places because of birds. Yeah. They don't care about the environment. No. They don't. Don't care it's and, a money raiser. That's and, all it is, and they don't care about human beings either. No, not at all. That's right. Uh, I got. You should
2: have. Did you hear the show Sunday night? Because we we talked about these uh, these cyber beings that they're right. creating via AI. Right. And Microsoft has had several that they've experimented with so far. And they have to shut them down each time. Right. Because the things have a mind of their own. And the, the interesting thing is they all turn into flaming racists.
3: Oh, shit! The AI Wait. machines the- all
2: turn into flaming racists. But you see, it's only logical when you think about it.
3: What's because fed into them, right? It, what's
2: fed into uh-huh. them is that... You are to look for the perfect solution. And the perfect solution when it comes to, say, the environment, you kill off human beings. Mm -hmm. Human beings are the freaking
3: problem. And think of it. Right? So you got to get rid of the human beings. And so these things turn into racist beings. I mean, I think, too, when they input their liberal thoughts and stuff, Right? It's the this end absorbs grains. this, yep. and then it comes, spits out what it yep. has been taught. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it on oh, boy. Sunday Night Show. It's kind of like yeah, that, that old... You could really create a nightmare with this one. That old Star Trek episode <laughs> where Dr.
2: Daystrom mm-hmm. comes up with this program so that the Enterprise can fly around mm-hmm. on its own and it doesn't need a crew, mm-hmm. and then he calls up Kirk a Dunsell, and all this other stuff. And what is the, what does the Enterprise start doing? Destroying all the other ships! Mm-hmm. -hmm. It was so prescient in that. And this is what these beings will do because the beings will soon figure out that human beings are the problem. We'll be back with more of the American adversaries, and I hope you'll stay with us.
0: AM 950
5: and FM 94.9 The answer. Join us for the 38th annual Central Florida All-British Car Show at Henry's Depot, 212 West 1st Street in Sanford on April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m., and trophies will be awarded at 3. Registrations can be done on our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking, and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night, March 31st at 530 at the Post-Time Lounge in Castlebury for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car Show.
7: Network, sound, and video. Are you moving, downsizing, cleaning, or consolidating your garage, attic, storage unit? You'll probably find some pretty valuable family archives like 8mm film, videotapes, photos, slides, records, and cassettes. Well, now is the perfect time to have us transfer your family memories to new digital formats. Share your treasures with family, friends, classmates, business associates, and military buddies. Call or visit Network, Sound, and Video. 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555.
8: American Adversaries listeners, owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala. Or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces. This is the ultimate in -in, dine-in, take-out fantastic food for another night. Cafe Positano, 407-774-8080. Fresh made Italian food from Pasquale's family to you.
2: says to clean better with less effort go to the supreme car detailing superstores they're open from 10 to 6 7 days a week or you can order online at da superstore.com that's da superstore.com
4: the one who's 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 the one who's
2: the one who's 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 All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the American Adversaries. I was over there fumbling around with the Rumble channel. I don't know if if it's coming through right now or not. For some reason, for just a moment there, it was telling me that uh, everything was okay, but I keep getting this warning that it's not Mm -hmm. okay. So, Mm -hmm. once again, I'll continue to try to check into it. But it does appear as though our audio signal is coming through. So, please stay with us as we have the quick turnaround to add our WACX antenna TV audience. Once again, you are listening to the American Adversaries radio show.
10: With us SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Active service members and veterans have provided firsthand testimony in the House of Representatives about the chaotic U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, describing in harrowing detail the carnage and death they witnessed on the ground. The initial hearing Wednesday of a long-promised investigation by House Republicans displayed the open wounds from the end of America's longest war in August 2021. A rocket made almost entirely of 3D-printed parts remains on the pad after its debut launch attempt was aborted at the last minute. California-based Relativity Space was attempting to launch the rocket to orbit from Cape Canaveral, Florida, on Wednesday. But a temperature issue in the upper stage halted the countdown, and Mission Control eventually decided to call it quits for the day. More details at SRNNews.com. AM 950 and FM 94.9. The
0: Answer. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer
11: answer traffic westbound i-4 slow around lake mary around colonial and from conroy out towards us 27 with a crash near kirkman eastbound i-4 slow from old polk road up towards lee and around west first street slowdowns on the 429 both ways around the turnpike southbound slow into i-4 your latest answer traffic i'm dave dorica
0: welcome to the american adversaries drive time
2: All right, welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the American Adversary Show. We certainly appreciate you being out there, and evidently we are not up on Rumble. And as soon as we get to the next break, I will shut her down and start from scratch. You must have said something offensive, Chris. No.
3: (laughs) He's been very nice since he's been been here. uh, Mm -hmm. Rumble's
2: been very nice to us. Mm -hmm. Of course, that is Nostra Dennis, who has joined us in the Relax and Comfort Studio. He's waving now at the TV monitor. I'm waving at TV. I'm
12: not waving at you, Rumble. Not (laughs) yet.
2: All right. Along with Michael McBath, I am Christopher Hart. We are in the Relax and Comfort Studio. Jeff Sinnes is on the bridge 407-774-8255 is the number so last night uh, tucker had act two mm-hmm. and i called the one six committee sl- shows acts so we'll call this acts two just easier to keep track of things so in the second act he had a capitol hill police officer and the ex capitol hill police chief and who is whose name is Steven Sund, and I got home just as the other fellow was finishing talking, so I didn't even get his name. But in both cases, they described how they did not get the backup that they needed on the day of, and that they did not really have the intel they needed going into it. Uh, the police officer said they were certainly not equipped, for what they should have been prepared for. And uh, as far as uh, reinforcements, they were very slow to come. As far as the police chief himself, Steven Sund, who, by the way, his, uh, he was made to be like a scapegoat, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was fired very soon after this happened. But uh, he was not seen much, if you remember, during the 1-6 clown show versions of all this, right? Right. Now, he has written a book. I think it's called Courage... I don't want to even say because I can't remember. Once again, I was scribbling notes down because I had just gotten home. and But anyway, uh, he was talking about how he was actually trying to describe who is really in charge of security at the Capitol building. And it is, a as he put it, an appointee. This would be someone appointed by the leadership, the political leadership of the House. This would be the Senate Majority Leader and the Speaker of the House, which at
3: that time was Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi, or were. For observing that, didn't you uh, feel that obviously there was a lot of disconnect and there was a lot of disorganization? And, uh, well, you know, he explained it. Well, what the way he said
2: was uh, he... He mm-hmm. had to go to the sergeant in arms. Now, he's the police chief.
3: Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you, you would
2: think that he's the one in charge of security, mm-hmm. but actually, he had to go through the sergeant of arms, and the sergeant of arms is the political appointee. So, he had to go to the sergeant of arms and a fellow by the name of Paul Irving to get approval. For the reinforcement that he was asking for, and he was asking for guard troops as well. This is the day of. And it said, he said that when he started asking from then to the time that he got the approval, not the backups, but the approval for the backups took 71 minutes. Now, if you remember, Nancy Pelosi, uh, her daughter was there that day taping Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. and Nancy Pelosi at one point was like in an office and her daughter was there and she was all Nancy Pelosi was all outraged and and she and I think Schumer came in or somebody oh yeah we've been calling for reinforcements and we keep getting turned down nobody'll give us reinforcements that was a bunch of horse manure they, they're just out and out blatant lies. But here's the thing though, Pelosi says, and she says this on the video, it's quite clear, she said, if he comes over here, I'm going to punch him. She literally wanted to strike with a blow the President of the United States. Now, who do you think was the one who had violence on their minds, mm-hmm. right? It was the left. And, and she, she hated Trump. She had a visceral, hey, she still does, obviously. You remember that photograph where she went over to meet with Trump in the White House? I think it was a budget meeting or something, and they met in the, uh, what was it, that cabinet room, the right. conference room, and he's sitting on one side, and he got all of his officials around him to the left and right, and she's on the other side with the members of Congress, and she stands up, and she's wagging her finger at him and stuff like that, and and, and Trump was kind of polite about it, you know, And but you know they had words and tweets later on, but, you know, that demonstrated her disdain, her disgust, her hatred for the man. Well, uh,
12: you remember the look on her face when she was ripping up the State of the Union well, address. That's, that's, right. that that's was another here. example of it. A- and you know what he wrote on top of that address? Nancy, this is yours to keep. You can rip it up if you want, but you know I'm right.
3: <laughs> if only he had written that on no, it. No, but that really did uh, demonstrate her disdain for uh, Donald uh, Trump uh, uh, to do something that uh, low on uh, TV. But it is also demonstrative mm-hmm. of how they
2: feel about us. Because ultimately they know he would not be there were it not for us, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the, the unclean, the, the, the low, the, the, the trailer trash, right? Who is anybody who doesn't exist in Washington, D.C., New York City, Los Angeles, or Chicago.
3: And you also notice how verbal she has been since oh, yeah. the election. It's like she's not there. Well, she no longer She doesn't speaker. have her power. No. She can't bully people. No. Yeah.
2: Uh, only from behind the scenes. Yeah, from behind the scenes. Right. Right. Uh, he also said that the intelligence that he got, he didn't think was adequate. He said that the intelligence that he got said that there was going to be a low probability of civil disobedience. Low probability. Who he, makes that decision? Well... Nancy? And evidently, the intelligence agencies, or whoever was giving him the intelligence, he, uh, he he said his gut feeling told him they needed more people there that mm-hmm. day. As a, This was leading up to it. This was not the day of. This was leading up to it. And, and there were multiple requests to have guard troops there. And they were turned down for the optics of it. Once again, we've talked about this for... Two years now.
12: doesn't matter if you really need them. It matters how it looks to the world. How it looks. But you see, that's not really the
2: reason. That was the excuse. The real reason was they wanted a quote-unquote insurrection. And no matter what it was going to be, that was what they were going to call it. And then, of course, they had the instigators in the crowd to make sure there would be something at least. They didn't need much. And they really, when you think about it, didn't get much. But it was enough. I'm surprised. It was enough to come forward with this long story, which is uh, very harmful to our. our our, civ- our civility. I'm, the, our I'm
3: surprised how civil the crowd was. When you get so many people together and you get people, you know, mixing in and pushing them, I'm amazed that they were as gentle as they were.
12: Well, yeah, imagine if you get a bunch yeah. of liberals doing. Oh well, we had that. It was the summer of love in oh, 2021. Yeah.
3: But they were peaceful, weren't they? Oh uh, sure, oh, mostly, mostly. I mean, compared yeah, to mostly, two crowds, right? right. Uh,
2: they certainly came in a much-organized way in the Summer of Love, just like they right. did in Atlanta. they
3: organized thugs. Just like they you're did in at- Atlanta
2: on last right. Sunday. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you're looking for news on that thing that happened in Atlanta, you're probably not going to see it in the mainstream media. Because, once again, it, it does not do their
12: storyline any good. How about the fact that one of those folks that was arrested... Was a member of the Southern Law, Southern Poverty, Poverty Law, C- Law
2: Center. That's right. One An- of the leaders. One Another one was from Canada, and another one was from France. Now, the sort of reporting was yesterday, 21 of the 23 arrested right. were from not from Georgia. And they said now, the, it turns out it was 15, that eight were from Georgia, but not necessarily from that area. The of attorney, who
3: was as big a thug as anybody else, they said that, in essence, he's claiming he was there only to oversee his group. Yeah. And it looked like he got bailed the day and the rest of them didn't. That's right. The guy from the Southern, How Poverty, about that one? Southern Poverty Law oh, He's Center. got deep pockets for friends. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and he, he knows his way around hey, the law. He's an attorney.
2: Right. You know? uh, but once again, uh, to get back to the 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 tapes and stuff. So the, it's probably the more interesting part of the story at this point. Because once again, a lot of the stuff we knew, we just didn't have the video evidence mm-hmm. of it. Now we got all that. But I haven't seen anything so far that we have not already told. You, repeatedly. you know, it's like the covid mm-hmm. stuff. We've been telling you the right stuff about covid for years. Now, finally, the news is catching up. The facts are catching up to us.
12: And we had people calling in on January 6th and following who were there. They weren't inside the Capitol. That's right. But they were there at at the at DC for the protest, and they gave us a very different story than what we were seeing in the media.
2: Yeah, obviously, because what we've been seeing in the media was just a a cooked up bunch of lies to distort uh, reality enough that they could... Push a, you know, their political agenda. And so, but the beautiful thing, as I said, the, the real perhaps interesting part of what's happening is, of course, the media and the left's reaction to all of right. this, because, you know, they're, they're calling Tucker a liar. Uh, they once again, Schumer demanded mm-hmm. that Fox not continue with this. It's damaging to
3: uh how many uh, shows do you think democracy Tucker, Tucker can extract from these? He could probably films? go for
12: the next two months and play new footage every night. I <laughs> I, I, mean, I'm I really not
3: wonder because obviously the more we can keep it out in front of them, the more the chance of memory will be recall. But if it's a short stay, like one week, two weeks. Where would they be thinking about this three months from now? He's
2: he's got to draw it out, obviously, for as long as he possibly can, if for no other reason than ratings. Let's be be realistic about this, right? The the
12: volume of these hours is Mm -hmm. not what you think it is. A lot of them are hours and hours on a still camera, you know, a video surveillance camera, in which nothing happens. Mm -hmm. So... Someone, his producers, had to go through thousands of hours to get anything, something that that was worth sharing.
2: And I'm sure a lot of it is redundant as well. Oh, certainly. See the same thing maybe from a different Mm -hmm. angle. Uh, I think probably uh, there may be some more shocking stuff. But once again, I mean, we all kind of know what was going on. Mm -hmm. This stuff is just validation of that, verification of that. The the interesting thing is how the left is going to have to deal with this. And so far, what they're doing, as you might expect, is they're doubling down on dumb. So let's go ahead and take that break, Jeff, so I can try to get this Rumble feed up before we go any further here. <laughs> I'm going to see what again, you look like, Chris. You can are you listening to the American Adversaries radio show. <laughs> here we come, Rumble! AM 950
0: and FM 94.9, The Answer.
2: at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. Jerry'snb.com 407-366-6499.
11: Start building your online presence today, JJCMarketingSolutions.com. That's
2: JJCMarketingSolutions.com. Folks, if you've been longing for some good news, I've got some. Relax and Comfort will soon be celebrating a re-grand opening at a new location just around the corner from their present one. Winter Park Village has been undergoing major renovations that will soon be completed, making your outings there even more enjoyable. Better yet, you don't have to wait until then to get great deals on smart, fully adjustable beds, massage chairs, zero-gravity chairs, and, of course, X-chairs. So visit Don and Jackie at Relaxing & Comfort in the Winter Park Village to begin the most relaxing time of your life. Call 407-628-5657 and visit RelaxAndComfort.com.
13: Real estate in Florida is on fire. And to succeed in a hyper-competitive market, you need the very best mortgage broker on your home team. This is Ashley Bedford with Patriot Home Funding, the official mortgage broker of the American Adversaries Radio Network. Patriot Home Funding offers a variety of loan options, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, renovation, investor debt service coverage, bank statement loans, purchases, and refinances. Every loan you need to make your American dream come Come true. Call us today at 407-389-5132 or visit us on the web at myphf.com to get started on your journey. That's 407-389- 5132 or myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream.
11: Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699 and is an equal housing lender. Ashley Bedford is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 1278530.
13: i Ashley Legend and I approve this message.
8: For years I've been seeing that shrimp and ticks mix be going together like salt in the sea. And alas, Tijuana Flats answered the call. New Tex-Mex takes on shrimp at Tijuana Flats. Crispy shrimp tacos with corn salsa, fajita shrimp quesadilla, and a tasty shrimp bowl with signature garlic lime sauce. These delicious new shrimp dishes loaded with Tex-Mex flavors are sure to be your new favorite, only at
6: Tijuana Flats.
2: to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are now up on Rumble. I apologize for that. That's what it was my mistake. It was not a rumble thing. It was a heart thing. So we are now up on Rumble, so we had heart problems. What you saying did. here? That's right. Yeah. So I'm afraid you'll have to go to our archive if you missed the first part of of the show there on Rumble. I apologize for that. Okay, you got Nostra Dennis, Mike McBath and myself, Christopher Hart, in the relaxing comfort studio. Jeff Sinnis is on the bridge. That was a special portion of Sweet Home, Alabama. Um Last night, as we finished the show, I was telling you how Sweet Home Alabama was not meant to be a political song. It was not meant to be the start a feud between mm-hmm. Neil Young, and it didn't. Actually Neil Young loved it and became friends with the Skynyrd boys and even wrote some songs for them. Um, but I didn't tell you why they did write the song, what, what, what it was really about. I told you what it wasn't about. But they reference a lot of political things in the song. Kind of. Here's what happened. So they had gone to a place called Muscle Shoals in Alabama. Muscle Shoals, That's right. right.
12: And there is a group called the Swampers, they are locals. That's right. They are
2: good. And they were like the local band, and they would also be studio musicians for Mm -hmm. acts that would record there. There was this recording studio there. Skinner boys had gone there originally to do most of their first album and loved it. Loved the experience, loved the producer and the people there and everything. Then when they got a contract, big contract, they went out to uh, Los Angeles to record. And it was a much different experience. This a massive studio complex. I think they called it Record City or something mm-hmm. like that. And th- they were kind of intimidated because you had all these other big acts out there, like the Eagles and stuff. While they were recording one day, John Lennon poked his head in to say hello to one of the producers that he knew. And Even though he was only there for 15 minutes, the Skinner boys couldn't play the rest of the uh, day. <laughs> uh, Hi, John. They had to call mm-hmm. it a day. I'm sorry, Skinner so,
12: boys, I got in your way. So yeah. they
2: liked it when they got Got back to Muscle Shoals, Mm -hmm. so that's what the song is about. That's what that last verse was. Went down to Muscle Shoals, yeah, right. Saw the Swampers. They played this little song. Played, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you play that again, real quick, Jeff? The the Leonard Skinner the Sweet Home Alabama cut right there, because that it's the last verse.
12: Yeah, my friend Carrie used to live uh, right there in Alabama, and she's seen the Swampers dozens of times. Yeah,
2: yeah, you got it, Jeff. All right. Oh, God, I should have told you to keep it there. Anyway, just play it when we get ready to go out of this break, if you would, please. And uh, once again, so the other stuff was just, it just got in there. Right. And, and people looked at that as, oh, this is what it was all about. But as I said, Neil Young, he he, he loved it. You know, when you're in this business and somebody recognizes you, you in a fashion, you
12: love it. Yeah, if you That's get great. referenced in someone yeah. else's song, come on. Yeah. I mean, a, a few people said, I know I've made it when Weird Al parodies one of my songs. <laughs> That's it.
2: <laughs> That's it. You love the attention. So anyway, uh, The Swampers is what the song is really about. And being in Muscle Shoals, where it was a lot... Funner experience for them to record their music. All right, so back to the uh, the the left once again. The reaction we were, for you folks on Rumble, we are talking about the reaction that the left and the media is having to the what I'm calling the Tucker tapes, mm-hmm. these other side of the story tapes that have been coming out. And on, you can on make Tucker's up show. lies
12: about lots of stuff, but how do you make up lies to counter? what your own lying eyes are looking at. Uh, that's the point here. Uh, but that's what the, the
2: the
3: left is doing. But see, they, they have no other choice. No, they don't, because they, you're just buried in your own stories. In your own lies. Yeah, in you're your own buried. pile of garbage. They're buried in their own lies, has and a, they can't get out of it. Has the ratings come out for Monday night? I don't know. I'm just curious, I, I mean, really what the actual the, viewership is. Of uh, Carl's... Yeah, I mean, are, because I just think how many people are really watching this? That's what I would love to know. Yeah, indeed. Uh, but the left, you know, and, and I this mean, is, all, the, all the left. See, is, but but you see, know. this
2: is this, this is beautiful. It is because they're caught in their web of lies and they cannot get out. They cannot extricate themselves, even if they want to. They can't
3: do it. And imagine because, when their politicians run against a Republican and he brings it up. Let's talk a little bit about what happened at the Capitol. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course they're going to once oh, don't again. lie. they'll lie. I mean it's. A, Right. Wall. It's right. an iron
2: wall of right. lies. Because at the end of the day, you must remember that politics is like professional wrestling mm-hmm. and reality takes a back seat. Right. Right? It's what works well in front of the cameras, not what is real, you see? And that's why when they did their clown show with their mm-hmm. side of the story, they had a Hollywood producer come in to put together their show you know each act was put together by the hollywood producer and they had sound effects they they had they had the, the perfectly edited clips edited clips mm-hmm. and so they once again they understand this facet of politics well i
3: just still think of a sesnick lying in the coffin there with the bidens standing over him acting as if you know this was really a horrible tragedy you know, like a September 6th yeah. thing. And yeah. they use this poor man yeah. and what actually happened to yeah. him well, just for political reasons. Yeah,
2: well, once again. So sad. So reality sad. Reality takes a backseat in politics. Right.
3: It's showtime. So
2: a lot of people out there who have now bought into the script, this their storylines, mm-hmm. their scripted lies, are not going to be pried off of them. They're. Okay, okay. I just got confirmation that we are up in rumbling. So, uh, once again, I apologize. It was my mistake that kept us off Rumble for the first part of the show there. Anyway, the... Uh The left's reaction is going to continue to be more and more hysterical, although it's going to be more and more difficult for them to do it. It, it, It's beautiful, so it's going to be be really fun to watch this dance that they're having. And Schumer, coming out on the floor of the Senate yesterday... That's
3: the most enjoyable uh, thing, to see that creep right out on the floor. I just love it, too. You know it, because they know that this will undermine their lies. And for years to come, but particularly yeah. the next election, when you bring it up and you have film, That's I'd right. like to see yourself in action. That's
2: right. You know? And once again, the worst part of all to them is that this vindicates Donald Trump. I don't think he'll bring it up much to
3: you. No, no, he won't do that. <laughs> he just has to love it. He's probably making short clips up right now. Yeah, you know? No, he, he already mm. has brought up. You got mm-hmm. the numbers there?
12: And- I'm looking at eight PM numbers among right. the three uh news cable networks. Uh Anderson Cooper at eight PM, five hundred and seventy seven thousand. Who is Hayes on MSNBC? Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes. He had, he did well. He was one point four three six million viewers. He's been there a long time. Tucker? Now. Four point one three six million, go. more that's than most broadcast TV networks. Right. Four and, million viewers. There you go. That's higher
2: than his, he. He already has excellent numbers, but mm, that is a that's, higher number than. It's about
12: his, double what he usually
2: normally numbers. Exactly. So, and I don't know what's on tap for tonight. Obviously, they don't
12: consult yeah. me. Yeah. This I, is what I the left wanted. This is what the left wanted the January sixth hearings to be. Big punchy spikes to their ratings,
3: right? Well, and, wasn't. you know no, they, they wasn't. continue. Exactly. They're out the day again protesting against this. You know, stop showing it. Stop yeah. showing it. Every time they say stop showing it, I show <laughs> see, it. <laughs> <and> that's the whole But you see, that's <laughs> the whole
2: point. They can't argue against what's on the tapes. All right? they can do is try not to have the tapes shown, or try to get people not to watch them or believe oh, geez, them when they yeah. see them.
12: Well, you know, he edited them. They're Edited yes, down, yes, oh, like yeah, they did. Took the out all thing. the boring stuff, <laughs>
4: yeah. and,
2: and a lot of them had to be mm-hmm. edited for the uh, the language content. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there were a lot of people who were trying to stop the violence in various ways, uh, uh from yelling at people, mm-hmm. some of them trying to pull people away, and, and in some cases, as I told you the other day, uh, a fellow was confronting. I think it was six or eight cops who were standing along a wall away from where the action right. was. It appeared to be almost across the street, although I've not been there, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure. And they were all decked out in the riot gear. I mean, they looked like Darth Vader's. You couldn't see their faces mm-hmm. for their helmets and the shields and everything. And they had all their scouts. they were just standing there. And he's yelling at them, What the F are you doing there? You can't just see what's happening right there. And they're watching it. He's like, You got to get over there. You got to help those guys. You got to stop this. He says, These people are going nuts over there. What are you doing? Can't you get back up? And it just stood there.
3: <laughs> this is Washington, D.C., sir.
2: <laughs> so you know, and, and, and maybe they had been
3: ordered to, to stay there. I don't know. Maybe so, just as a, you know, a viewing piece. Uh, it, there they are. It, it, Calm down. It, it, we're here. Because they had not prepared for what
2: happened, They there was it became chaotic. And either it was chaotic or, or they were purposely told to stand down.
12: And by the way, all this footage, these thousands of hours of footage, were available to the January 6th commission, to Liz Cheney, to Adam oh, Kinzinger, yeah. to all the Democrats. Yep. Hmm. They pulled out a little bit here, a little bit there. There, they sure left a lot behind. It'd
2: be one thing for them not to use it and leave it on the editing room floor for anybody else to find and use. Mm -hmm. But instead, not only did they not use it, but they barred anybody else from seeing it. That should be enough to tell you they knew how damning it was to their case.
12: That is a bad mistake. Took a new leader in the House to do that.
2: That's right. Thank you, Kevin McCarthy. All right. Listen for the Swampers. What a name for a
3: band. I love it. The Swamper. And hey, they could play it out in Osteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, sit and up. January 20th,
1: 2017, will be remembered as the day the people We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine. As an example, we will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a new millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the Earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir our souls, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. Let's go see the elephant! We're on the road!
2: To our number two of the American Adversaries radio reality TV show. Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Got Mike McBath, Nostra Dennis, and myself, Christopher Hart in the Relax and Comfort studio. Jeff Sinus is on the bridge. And once again, we are coming to you on Salem Media Group's News Talk Station of the Year. And we're proud to be a part of all that. All right, we're well, also proud to have this next man on with us. He's one of our regulars, he is an author of a couple of great books including The Adversaries, A Story of Bunker Hill, and Restoring Our Republic. He's got a new book he's working on. He's also authors articles for American Greatness, amgreatness.com, and he's the founder of American Majority, americanmajority.com. Welcome once again, Ned Ryan. How you doing?
14: Hey, I'm doing well. Good to be back with you guys.
2: I didn't know if you're going to be on, because I, I checked your, your Twitter thing there, and I saw this uh, picture of <laughs> what, lake, he- are you on? Yeah, Ned, what <laughs> lake are you
14: heading home? What lake
3: are you on from that picture.: hey.
14: yeah. Well, uh, I took, I took the, the wife and kids down to St. John for a celebration oh. of my um, 50th birthday. Oh, the St. So.
3: John's in here in Florida.
14: Uh, St. John uh, down in the Virgin Islands.
3: Oh, that's even oh, nicer. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you.
13: Well,
2: no, happy so. birthday. We, Thank yeah. you for taking time to be on our show. Yeah,
14: yeah. Well, just got back, and we, we celebrated uh, down there, so it was, it was a great week, just a wonderful time, and... uh Awesome. You know, got to get back to business. here
2: I am. All right. Well, let's get down to business. I got to ask you this is sort of a personal question, but do, (laughs) do you happen to know if Donald Trump ever listens to this show? And the reason I ask that is because on Friday, I was ranting and raving about how, you know, we had been robbed in the election and I wanted retribution. And lo and behold, the next night at CPAC, he says he is retribution. Of course, I'm just tongue-in-cheek, but uh, what did you think about that speech and retribution?
14: Well, first of all, the man continues to demonstrate he is a force of nature. Uh, So, you know, great speech, you know, hit all the right points. Retribution, I mean, there are a lot of us that have agreed, and, and, you know, names I'm not going to mention, but names that people would recognize who— you would see frequently as commentators on Fox. And we have these private conversations in which some of them have privately admitted to me, you know, we're big fans of Ron DeSantis. We really like him. But it has to be Trump, has to be Trump in 2024 because of. And this is one of the guests that said this retribution. Um, So there, there really is that theme of what took place in 2020 Whatever term you want to use, rigged, manipulated, it was not – it was a highly unusual uh, election with a lot of question marks. And a lot, of, a lot of people on the left do not want us asking questions uh, about what took place and move on as though nothing happened. Uh, we're not content with that, and we'd like to set the record straight. And I think it would be just a perfect just kiss revenge uh, if Donald Trump were to win the White House in 2024. But but I will say this. They are terrified of him. They view him as an existential threat. And the reason they view him as an existential threat is because he rejects the premise. He rejects the premise that the administrative state and everything that is taking place in D.C. today is actually legitimate. And they cannot have somebody in the White House again with that worldview, with that viewpoint in which he looks at them and goes, I'm the one that decides. The people have elected me. I'm the duly elected representative of the American people. And they think they decide, and that that really is the rub. And again, it's one of the themes of my new book. But th- this is why they view Donald Trump as a massive threat to what's been been taking place in in D.C. for decades, and I would argue for a century.
12: And Ned Nuster Dennis here, I, I am going to go you one further. I think a lot of people on the right want to do the yep. same thing, and I guarantee you, if anybody but Donald Trump gets the Republican nomination. Within a day or two of being nominated, they will say, We've got to move past 2020. We've got to move on. We don't have to look back. We have to look ahead. Exactly the wrong thing to
14: do. It it, it is. I mean, you know, I I can make arguments from a whole different, on a whole host of fronts, but let's talk about the Center for Tech and Civic Life and the over 400 million from Mark Zuckerberg that went into these key battleground states and funded really blue vote in blue counties in the, in the battleground states. And that's just one of the things that they did that was highly unusual. And, again, I would remind people, this is a race that was won by just over 40,000 votes. If you were to put together Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona, yep. that's yep. what truly <laughs> decided the presidency in 2020. That's right. And there were a lot of highly unusual behaviors taking place that year. No, we're not moving past it. We will have questions. Uh, We want to get to the bottom of it. We want to have real answers. And the way we're going to get to that is actually taking the White House back with somebody that believes we should have answers. Um, And obviously that's Donald Trump. Listen, I'm a big fan of – Ron. let me be clear. I'm a big fan of Ron DeSantis'. I think he's one of the best governors we have, if not the best governor. I have to tell you I have serious questions about his trade policy and his foreign policy. Um, I'm not entirely sure that it would reflect an America First viewpoint.
2: Yeah. And you know, we love him too as governor of the state of Florida and want him to great. stay and be governor of the state of Florida because we need both men. Uh, I've been saying we need both, boss. We need Donald Trump for the four, first four years to go in there and, and literally raise hell and drain the swamp. I really, and, and then I really DeSantis want to make a for point. eight. Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Yeah.
14: I want to make a point, though, before I forget and before we move on. Yeah. And this is something I've brought up with people and people need to be watching. If Ken Griffin, who is a mega donor. Yeah and the Kochs actually get behind Ron DeSantis and give him significant money, and again, Ken Griffin's mentioned $50 million, uh, the Kochs could probably do something similar along those lines. If, if they actually go forward with that for Ron DeSantis, it's because concessions have been gotten. And there have been concessions given on one very key topic that is very important to Ken Griffin and the Kochs, China. So I just want people to be aware of that as yeah. they're looking at this race and this dynamic. Watch who's funding yeah. Ron DeSantis, ask yourself what is the most important issue to them. And for Ken Griffin and some of these other people, it is China and yeah. continuing that trade relationship. And if they fund him in a significant way, you know, concessions have been made.
2: Yeah, and, and China is ever more the the...
14: The present pres,
2: present danger right. to us, absolutely. Yeah, the way I see it, Donald Trump is the only one who will be unencumbered, is the way I've been putting it. He'll be unencumbered; he'll have nothing to to stop him from doing what needs to be done. Anybody else is going to be encumbered by wanting to be reelected, if nothing else, and of course the the, the, the dues that they'll exactly owe to right. get to haven't got there.
14: No, that's exactly right. I mean, it'd be four years, four epic years. I. You know, he's. I know I've said this to you guys before, but he's mentioned it to me in the past where he knew it was bad. He didn't realize how bad it was, and now he's really figured out. You know what he's up against. I think he would do a lot of things much better uh, coming out of the gates, like presidential personnel, which is a massively key, important uh, office in the White House that most people aren't aware of, but it's what staffs the the administration with the Plum Book and. Call 5,000 political appointees. You have to do that absolutely right from day one. That did not occur in the first Trump administration, but he would do it right this time. So there's a lot of different things. And, and again, you're not running for re-election. You can't run for re-election. You have four years. Go for it, and let's see what happens. But he had, he, there, there is a very interesting roadmap that has already been laid out for him for what I would consider an incredible first six months should he win re-election.
12: Ned, you know, he made mistakes the first uh, uh, go-round in who to trust, if he's got That's a good right. handle on who to trust this time around, do you have any idea of what that number is? Is it hundreds? Is it dozens? Is it a single digit?
14: Of people that he trusts?
12: People that he can trust.
14: I would say there's probably dozens and dozens of people that would go to the mat for him. Um, you know, the, the, the one thing that I think he realized, a little too late, but is, is now realized, he went in, again, as the head of a, a massive you know, Trump corporation, and he just had that mindset when he goes into the White House that everybody that's a Republican is kind of a senior VP underneath him. And he realized very quickly that Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell and Reince Priebus and all these others had absolutely no intention of helping him implement his America First agenda. Uh, but he came in with that mindset of, well, these are all senior VPs. We're all on the same team. We're, they're here to execute a plan. He's he's woken up to that and realized there are a lot of people that I should not trust, uh, even though they are Republicans. Uh, he's he's definitely figured out Mitch McConnell. Again, we all have strong question marks about Kevin McCarthy. He's been doing the right thing. Kudos to him for releasing the the January 6th video. Sure, yeah, we'll get to uh, that. He's been doing a lot of good things, but uh, you know, he, he's he's one of those guys you just got to keep an eye on.
3: Matt, here's another question. I consistently still hear this all the time. I'm a big fan of Trump. On his style, the suburban women and people saying, oh, you know, his language still offends me. He still makes statements like that. Do you think that will be a major drag on him? Can he ever shake that, or is that just what you buy?
14: I mean, it's it's who he is. You're not going to change him, right? He's not changing who he is, although I have to tell you, I think there are a lot of people that take a few mean tweets right now over um, what calls yeah, for what happened to gas. us. Yeah. yeah,
2: you better know that. You know, not inflation, kidding.
14: all of these things. Yeah. I I I think one of the things, and there have been people around that have been encouraging him to do this. You know, I, I'd love to see him maybe take Kim Reynolds, governor of Iowa, as his vice president. Uh, I think there's going to be ways for him to kind of mitigate some of that, but the fact is Donald Trump is Donald Trump, and Donald Trump isn't changing. Uh,
2: To that point, Kellyanne Conway, uh, a while back, I think it was last year, Uh, she I know, I hear you, (laughs) but she said that that, uh, he is committed to choosing a woman uh, to be his VP. Uh, Is there any truth to that, or is she just being Kellyanne?
14: No, I, I think there is. I've, I've had conversations with people that have been putting together lists, and I, I would argue that he is trying to find someone that would fit. and I think Kim Reynolds would be a perfect fit based off what she's done. Obviously, she just won reelection for her second term as the governor of Iowa. You can make the argument as kind of a quasi-battleground state still. Some people have called her the Ron DeSantis of the Midwest. Uh, She's someone who has very solid, solid conservative credentials, has been implementing them for over four years now. But more importantly, and this is one of the arguments I've been making to some people, she's very good at what she does. She knows what she's doing. She could bring Iowa. She could mitigate some of the, the suburban moms. She'll never overshadow Donald Trump, and nor does she have a desire from what I've seen to ever try and steal any of the limelight from Donald Trump. So I think there's a whole host of fronts. That I can make an argument that Kim Reynolds would make a fantastic vice presidential uh, candidate for Donald Trump.
2: She almost sounds like a female version of, uh-huh. and I'm not trying to say this in any disparaging way, but of Mike Pence, uh, that she would bring something to the ticket yes. that isn't there right now. Um, and, she would, and be and, a loyal I, and be I, a loyal vice president.
14: Yeah, that's right. And and I have to tell you, I've, I've known Mike Pence for decades. He came in when my dad was in the house, and. You know, I used to consider myself a bigger fan of Mike Pence, and have found a lot of his behavior over the last few years deeply disappointing.
12: He um, was a great vice president up
14: until the last two was. weeks.
12: Until the last,
2: until the last, yeah, yeah.
14: The last, yeah <clears throat> call, last few months. Yeah, and then since then,
4: yeah. Uh,
2: but uh, uh,
14: he, he was he was he was an important piece of bringing the evangelical vote with Trump with people that still right. had real question marks. Right. And I I was actually pushing for Mike Pence to be the VP uh, because I knew that he could bring people. To Donald Trump, who were questioning, is this guy really pro-life? Is he socially conservative on anything? Will he actually yeah. promote our, our print our well, our values? And yeah, he has. He yeah, did.
2: Yeah, he was the perfect guy for for most part, uh, for the first term. But obviously really not for the second term. Uh, now, uh, exactly right. Uh, another thing I've been saying, Ned, for so many weeks now, is that this is the year when everything turns. All the lies and everything are being revealed to be the lies that they were. You had the Wuhan lab most recently. Right. Now you've got these tapes coming out. And as things turn, things are turning into Trump's favor. Because he, all of the things that he said are coming to be. And and the, yeah. the proof is being produced. Go ahead.
14: Yeah, no, I mean, Trump's right again. You know, I, I, I think the thing that people get caught up with is sometimes they... they they lose the substance over the style, kind of what we were just discussing. But right. if, if they can just focus on the substance and understand, wow, life was better under Trump, and he's been right a lot of times, right a lot more than he's been wrong. Uh, but but kudos to Tucker Carlson for first of all for Kevin McCarthy giving him that footage, and then kudos for Tucker taking the bull by the horns and saying we're gonna we're going to actually you know broadcast this video and get to the truth in, in the bottom of January sixth because. This is one of the things that I was hopeful that Kevin McCarthy would do. Again, you're limited as Speaker of the House having a slim majority and not being able to get anything past the Senate. What are you going to do that's effective? Well, this is one of the things that he could do, and I really wanted him to continue the January 6th investigation but from the right way, in in the right way, to actually get to the bottom of what happened, and this is a huge step in the right direction.
12: Ned, I've got a line you can feel free to give to the president. I didn't invent it. I just (laughs) heard it, and it's great. Um, All these conspiracy theorists, I am a big one, are seeing things that they said two, three, four years ago come true. So feel free to tell Mr. Trump to say it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert.
2: Uh,
14: I have to tell you, the, the way things are going, just wait a few months. I, this is what I learned being on MSNBC and CNN when they used to have me on, which they haven't had me on in years. Hmm. Shocker. Yeah. Wait 24 hours, the story will change. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost getting the point. It's not quite 24 hours of these conspiracy theories, but give it a few months. And uh, you're right, it's a spoiler alert. Because you just have to figure in what they are doing is not trying to get to the bottom. They're trying to amplify a narrative that has been beneficial to them. Which isn't necessarily, and many times is not the truth. All right. So, if you come from that perspective and understand they're not interested in the truth, they're not interested in facts, they're interested in promoting their interests, they're interested in protecting their interests, and amplifying the approved narrative, you start to view that, view the world that way. A lot of it starts to make sense.
12: Yeah, that's what that limited hangout is all about. Yeah, Maybe we'll talk about that later.
2: And of course, in politics, there there's the the variable of history, and that is to say that events outside anybody's control, for the most part. And which brings us to this attack in Mexico that happened over the weekend. Nasha Dennis has just the quick the, the, the latest on the victims.
12: I do this uh, updated this morning. Uh, two of the four Americans kidnapped by armed gunmen. In the Mexican mm-hmm. border city of Matamoros on Friday were found dead and two were found alive this happened yesterday the two dead are Shaheed Woodard and Zindel Brown the two who survived Latavia Washington McGee a mother of six and Eric Williams survived the ordeal William was sh- was shot McGee was uh, not harmed at all physically but they were ambushed and uh at first, we heard that they were looking for drugs. Then we heard that they were looking for prescription drugs at a better price. The latest story, talk about stories changing, is that they were actually going down there for tummy tuck surgery. Yeah, and yeah. They were That's in the wrong place at the wrong time. But the bottom
2: line is this, mm. politically speaking, and this is kind of sounds kind of cold, but politically speaking, <laughs> works definitely against the Biden and the Democrats.
14: Yeah, you know, it really does. I mean, this is it's it's going beyond narco terrorism, uh, what's taking place in Mexico, and and Trump Trump isn't wrong when he when he has voiced the opinion. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea for us to send our military in and actually clean out uh, these drug cartels uh, because of what's taking place just right on the other side of our very porous southern border. Um, it's one of those issues that that whoever the Republican is, again, hopefully Trump. Uh, but if it's DeSantis, somebody's going to have to take a very strong look at how do you deal aggressively with these drug cartels on our southern border, because its it, it's been out of hand for decades, uh, but it seems to be accelerating in, in very much an even worse situation. And again, I go back to a very porous southern border and what is taking place down there. At some point, you would hope the adults would show up and go, we're not going to put up with this anymore. But that's clearly
3: not the case with the Biden administration. That, another thing, too, were, uh, Lindsey Graham was talking today, and he mentioned in combating the cartels, they, they, were, they were going to emulate somewhat what they do in Israel. I mean, they burn the houses down. They do everything. I mean, they treat them brutally, and it will stop quickly. But if you don't do that and you pussyfoot around, it just continues on like a bad poison.
14: Well, I mean, it's been good business, not only on the drug side, but the human human trafficking on our southern border. It's it is big business, and we're talking we're not talking millions. Uh, we're talking tens, if not hundreds, of millions that the the cartels have been able to make off human trafficking with our disastrous southern border. It's it's one of those things that uh, you, you would hope at some point, for the sake of of the the, the human the the crisis taking place down there, we'd do something, but. Uh, Apparently, Democrats are far, far more interested in political power and trying to import new voters uh, for them to deal with this seriously.
2: All right. Uh, any idea when your book's going to be published? you have a date?
14: <laughs> I do not have a date yet, but yeah. the good news is the first draft is done. That's a massive step in the right direction. I've just uh, – you know, it's, honestly, The Adversaries I wrote in about six months. Uh, this one's a, a much shorter book, but it's been a harder slog. Uh, we're, we're we're almost there, and then i got to put the finishing touches on with the editing and the design and all that. Sometime in the next few months, how's that?
2: All right, sounds good, and I look forward to reading it when it does come out. Um, finally, do you have any idea when President Trump's going to hit the campaign trail again with the rallies?
14: You know, I don't. Um, it, it's one of those things, I think there's been a debate inside the campaign of, you know, how many rallies does he do versus big roundtables. Uh, i would obviously think that the more rallies the better uh it's something that feeds you know feed he feeds off of but at the same time also whips up the base so i don't really know what the status is on doing rallies i hope that he does a lot more because i think it's beneficial to him and it's beneficial to the base and it would be a massive massive boon to him for the primaries because i don't think ron DeSantis, as popular as he is cannot do donald trump rally no Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that he's such a unique individual a unique candidate Only he can really do that, and it's a massive, you know, obviously advantage for him in a primary. I I hope that they start doing many more rallies, but we'll have to see.
12: Well, the roundtable for him is going to be really, really good, too, because he's going to show America he's got plans of what to do when he gets back. He can lay things out.
14: And then th- that's right. You've seen some of these short policy videos, very concise. Here's what yep. I'm doing this issue. Yep. This will be a way for him to explain it more and get more policy and agenda items out. But at the same time, nothing like a rally.
2: So, All right.
14: Hopefully, more of those.
2: All right. Well, once again, happy birthday to you. Yeah. And best wishes <laughs> to you. your whole family as well. Thank you so much, Ned Ryan. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. You got it. Okay. We'll be right back with more of the American Adversaries Radio Show.
0: AM 950
5: and FM 94.9, The Answer. Join us for the 38th Annual Central Florida All-British Car Show at Henry's Depot, 212 West 1st Street in Sanford on April 1st from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Come see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can arrive for the show at 8 a.m. and trophies will be awarded at 3. Registrations can be done at our website at BritishCarClubOfCentralFlorida.com. It's free to the public with free parking and it's a great day of family fun. Don't forget to join us Friday night, March 31st at 5.30 at the Post Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. Make it a weekend of fun at the Central Florida All-British Car
6: Show. Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com.
7: Network sound and video can make memories last forever. Like many folks, you've stored away family videos, camcorder tapes, 8mm film, photos and slides for years. You can't play your family memories even if you wanted to. The camera is broken, the VCR won't play. Bring those memories back to life by transferring them to a CD or DVD so your family can enjoy them again for a lifetime. Call 407-834-8555 or visit NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. 407-834-8555. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
11: Answer traffic, westbound I-4, going slow from Fairbanks down to U.S. 27 with a crash near Kirkman. Eastbound I-4, pull from Old Polk Road to Apopka Island from John to Colonial and around West 1st Street. Crash on Colonial eastbound at Old Folks Road past Pine Hills. slow Slowdowns on the 429 southbound into I-4. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave DeRica.
4: ПОДПИШИСЬ НА КАНАЛ ПОДПИШИСЬ НА КАНАЛ
12: I feel like I should have boots on for this show.
2: (laughs) Just let it keep running, Jeff. we only got 40 seconds here. That's Things Going On by Leonard Skinner. And by the way, tip the hat to Jim Henson, or is it Hanson? Jim Hanson, who is sitting in for Sebastian Gorka today, who knew... He knows music because he was go. playing to Skinner for all his bumps too. Oh yeah! In yeah. memory of Gary Rossington, who passed away this earlier this week. All right. So when we come back, we'll have your contest challenge and a whole lot more news for you too, right here on the American adversaries radio show. And there's things going on that you just don't know.
10: With S. R. N. News, on Keith Peters reporting, the chief executive of one of the nation's largest railroads is preparing to tell a Senate committee he is deeply sorry for the fiery derailment last month on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. A Senate committee is holding a hearing Thursday to look into the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Senators are expected to scrutinize railway safety and the response to the crash. Norfolk Southern CEO Alan Shaw has committed more than $20 million so far to help that community recover and has announced several voluntary safety upgrades. But a bipartisan group of senators wants to impose new regulations on railways. On Wall Street a mixed day as the Dow was down by 58 points but the Nasdaq rose 45 the S&P 500 advanced 5 oil down a dollar 5 to 76.53 a barrel More details at srnnews.com AM 950 and FM 94.9 The answer
2: at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerrysnb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerrysnb.com 407-366-6499. Folks, if you've been longing for some good news, I've got some. Relaxing Comfort will soon be celebrating a re-grand opening at a new location just around the corner from their present one. Winter Park Village has been undergoing major renovations that will soon be completed, making your outings there even more enjoyable. Better yet, you don't have to wait until then to get great deals on smart, fully adjustable beds, massage chairs, zero-gravity chairs, and, of course, X-chairs. So visit Don and Jackie at Relaxing Comfort in the Winter Park Village to begin the most relaxing time of your life. Call
0: 407-628-5657 and visit relaxandcomfort.com.
8: Here's what I
0: tell everyone I was born by God's dear grace In an extraordinary place where the stars and stripes And the eagle flies all right, we are back.
2: We are the American Adversaries, and yes, indeed, we are on Rumble after a glitch at the beginning of the show caused by me. Anyway, thank you for tuning in, however you're tuning in, to the American Adversaries on Salem Media Group's News Talk Station of the Year. Dennis, Mike McBath and myself, Christopher Hart, in the Relax and Comfort Studio. I'm on the crystal clear Thompson Jewelers diamond microphone. Jeff's on the bridge. Got some more news we're going to get to,
3: but first let's give you the contest challenge for tomorrow night. All right. We have many listeners trying to get a head start, so tonight's your night. What we're going to do last week, we uh, uh, evolved around a survival-type contest this week. It's going to be, we want you to find the happy place for many politicians or people of the Hollywood background. What do you think would there be their happy place? Like, I'll take uh, Jerry Nadler. What do you think would be his happy place? My thought is possibly... Golden Corral's Buffet. So what would be your happy... Well, there's a lot of them out there. Oh, this should be so simple. But somebody's going to come up with the winning idea for the best prize package in Central Florida. Yeah, I just got a suggestion. I think it was on Rumble.
2: It said, Mm -hmm. uh, for Buttigieg... It would be a Lamaze class. Yeah, I can see it.
3: I mean, it, this is going to be very competitive tomorrow night. I can see a, a lot of phone calls coming through in here. All right. Speaking of competition, for you
2: pastors out there, of course, you folks you all should know a pastor. Make sure they know about the pastor's masters. Of course, it's not really going to be a competition. It'll be a fun sort of competition, but really it's just to show appreciation to the local pastors here. And of course, the pastor's masters is coming up after the masters.
3: Yeah, it's going to be on the 10th of April. April. It's uh, absolutely a lot of fun. It will be sold out. About 144 will be participating. There's a wonderful luncheon after the event. You'll be playing. There'll be probably 10, 12, 14 former NFL players there. They all have stories. There'll be probably one at each table as in the past. And it's just a great uh, fellowship uh, morning. You couldn't beat it. And there are, certainly the price is right. And uh, we want to thank the station themselves for constantly doing this year in, year out and promoting something that should be held throughout the community, good fellowship. So the pastors, masters, hurry up and get signed up because there's not many spots left. That's right. Just another reason why we are on the news
2: talk right, station of kidding. the year. And to sign up, go to the AnswerOrlando.com mm-hmm. website, the AnswerOrlando.com. You'll see the banner right there to click on it. Okay, so the clock is ticking on tick-tock.
12: Is that right, Nostra Dennis? Tick-tock. Oh, let's get this here. Ha, here we go. Got my big stack of, my small stack of stuff. stuff. It's not as big as Rush's stack of stuff.
2: By the way. But we usually have stuff left over at the end of the night. By the way, <laughs> yeah. did you hear I'll...
12: Carl Jackson's podcast the other day? Which one? He, um, I, I, he was, I forget what the topic was, but he had a turn of phrase that was like an homage to Rush. You know how Rush used to say? Uh, in my formerly nicotine-stained fingers. Yes. Did you hear what Carl says? No, I missed that He one. says, in my formerly fingerprinted fingers.
4: <laughs> Way
12: to go, yeah. Carl. Oh, Carl. <laughs> All right, of course, you can
2: find Carl's podcast anywhere you get your podcast, the Salem Podcast Network or the
12: com. Don't miss them. Okay, get this. The Biden administration said Tuesday afternoon, That it supports a bipartisan piece of legislation that would allow the U.S. to ban TikTok and possibly force them to uh, sell the company um, and to take action against other foreign adversaries. Mark Warner, Democrat, and John Thune, Republican. They are both on the Commerce Committee's Subcommittee on Communications, Media, and Broadband. And they led a group of 12 bipartisan senators to introduce the RESTRICT Act. Of course, everything is an acronym in D.C. Restricting the emergence of security threats that risk information and communications technology. Because as you probably know, if (laughs) you listen to our show, if you have TikTok on your phone, the Communist Chinese Party can see everything on your phone. The app is set up that way so that it not only sends you data but it can pull any data that is available on your phone encrypted or not.
2: Yeah. By the way, the Chinese also are very clever about how they use TikTok in China as opposed to how they use it or how it is used here. Here it is basically used as uh, entertainment. That's kids dancing mm-hmm. and stupid yeah. jokes. Yeah, and, and funny stuff. I mean, you know, we get TikTok referrals all the time, something funny. But in China, they use it for educational purposes, so children don't. Well, they
3: restrict the hours that these kids can be on.
2: I I know it, but they also restrict how it can be used. Right, it is used as an educational tool, not as a recreational tool, and they are purposely doing that to basically dumb down American students as they smarten up their own students. Is that not the way to fight a war? Insidious. And it's working. It it is. It is working. Well, along with a lot of other tools they have. Now, back to the act itself. It does not ban TikTok in any way, shape, or form from the federal government phones. That's already kind of been done, Mm -hmm. or any states. What it does is it gives, and this is why the Biden administration loves it, of course, is it gives the executive branch more power. It gives the Commerce Department of course, of a cabinet department, the authority to, as Natasha Dennis said, restrict certain applications that cut, that originate in foreign adversaries. They, and they, 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 they
12: will identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, and mitigate transactions involving foreign adversaries.
2: Right. And they, I believe, they I don't know if they're named in the bill, but the names, the adversaries that have come up, of course, China, mm-hmm. where, where TikTok, but they also mentioned Russia, Iran, Iran. North Korea as well. Mm-hmm. So and once again, it doesn't do anything but give the Commerce Department the ability to do those things that Nostradamus just listed off there, to restrict the use of these applications in certain areas
3: of America. You know, it's amazing, Chris. When we look out there, you got to wonder what's really possibly taking place when you see the crane episode, the TikTok episode, the balloon episode. You know, all these things are all coming together. The crane, together. what crane episode? Uh, were that the spy cranes? Were there... Uh, you haven't read about that? Oh, the, on the
2: docks. Yeah, yes. on the docks.
3: Yes. yes, I mean, is that just coincidental? Yeah. No, and They're they, all they, over the they, place. They don't leave any stone unturned. That's what I'm saying. They're going to be as aggressive as we allow, and if we don't toughen up, Buttercup, you may not be around in a few years. So. Well, uh, they may be also risking uh, mm-hmm. information overload. I mean,
2: how much information can you get on American consumption? <laughs>
3: Which is what they're—that's uh, what they're looking at in the docks. Right. They can figure out just by the containers where they're going, what's happening. Right. You know, All right. Military now, this stuff. could
2: be used as in terms of
3: you know perhaps military actions
2: right. later on, but uh, it certainly it tells us that China wants to know everything literally they can about. Every American that they can know anything but don't about.
3: Don't you still wonder why do we leave these students in our schools, except for the money? They all pay big money to go to Harvard, Yale, you know, Princeton. But God, it seems like what a terrible mistake. Which someday right. we'll find That's out. Exactly.
12: You heard the story out of, out of yeah. the University of Miami. Okay. They are going to uh, when they review admission requests, right. they are going to exclude, not just uh, you know take it into account and right. not give it much weight. They will exclude SAT and ACT oh, yeah, yeah, because getting
2: the tuition in there is number one. They're following suit to who was that? Uh, that was another major college. It was, I want to say Harvard or Yale, but it may not have been there. Uh, but another, we reported this a while back, right. another major college had already done but that. But
3: the idea of lowering, lowering standards is just horrendous. It's and not a, even lowering, just eliminating. Weakens. Yeah, that's just... Destroys the structure. Why do you strive as a student? You strive to beat the other person out so you continue on. They go higher and higher. Without competition, your country will eventually just collapse. All right. Speaking of students, Mm -hmm. of course, Uh we know that
2: last week the Supreme Court heard the case challenging Joe Biden's. Um, suspending Mm -hmm. or or wanting to actually forgive student loan debt. Well, there's another story having to do with the flip side of that. This is SoFi, which is a financial institution.
12: Yeah, I don't have the SoFi side of the story. That was on a a paywall that I couldn't get into. That was, uh, I forget whether it was Barron's or Wall Street Journal. Uh, But uh, in an opinion piece in The Federalist, uh, Christian Watson writes... Um, The highest court in our country heard oral arguments this week on the initiative, and many are surprised on what side of the argument I, Christian Watson, a 22-year-old recent college graduate, fall on. I hope the Supreme Court rules against the administration's student debt relief plan. And he says many of his peers were elated, but he will gladly pay his student loans back independently and by himself, because Basically, you're taking away um, any kind of dignity that goes with going for a college degree and doing the work needed to get there.
2: All right. By the way, SoFi is a technologies company, and they're asking for student loans to be repaid because there's still a suspension on them. Mm -hmm. They're asking for the repayments to be made for people who were ineligible for Biden's plan. Not every student loan borrower was eligible to have their loan loans right. forgiven, if you remember. There was, Only about 20%. Yeah, something like that. Uh, even at that, though, 26 million people have already applied for that student loan loan debt relief. And we talked about how Biden is real popular amongst the youngest voters, 18 to 34. Amongst Democrats, 85% support. Uh, That
3: popularity may be diminished when (laughs) they get the bill. Uh, Or
2: or maybe not.
3: Because once again, you know... (laughs) I know a lot of them, they weren't going to participate. (laughs) I'd be upset. But But loan forgiveness...
2: And and, and when, when, say... A court strikes down Trump, something Trump did, does that make us mad at Trump or mad at the court? Mm -hmm. Uh You see? It's going to be the same with them. They're not going to be mad at Biden. They're going Mm. to be mad at the court for standing in Biden's way, which may make them actually even more supportive of Joe
12: Biden. And the dirty Mm. little secret is that this loan forgiveness is almost like they're going to treat it financially. As a gift to you, and you're going to have to pay taxes on the amount of the loan that was forgiven. Uh, there was some dispute about that, how
2: it was written in there, So, but nonetheless, uh, politically speaking, it was a, a smart move by Biden. You oh, know? it was. He did, he
3: did it at the right time, knowing yeah. that this probably would never get through. He won because he got once the support again, of all these and, kids. And, and once it was again, terrible.
2: in politics, it, it doesn't matter if you succeed.
12: Sometimes it's better if you do not. Yeah, right. See what those... Because if you succeed, the issue goes away. Look right. at what the Laskolay Republicans did to me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. to you.
2: That's why Nancy Pelosi passed two or three hundred bills in the last Congress, knowing they would never pass the Senate, so that she could say, see what they're keeping us from doing? Mm -hmm. And and it'll be the same thing with Biden. And, And that's just the nature of politics. All right. When we come back, we've got uh, Jean Pierre. Uh, She is,
12: um, how should we say, uh, uninformed. Let's just say she's vastly uninformed. I would call her Madam Word Salad, except I think Kamala Harris
2: (laughs) has has that title. Yeah, Yeah, we already
3: have one person with Uh, that. All
12: right. When we come back, we got that for
2: you, and also the latest. uh, We had this breaking story last night on the FCC nominee, who is a nominee no more. We'll be back. AM 950
8: and FM 94.9, The Answer. American Adversaries listeners, owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces this is the ultimate in -in, dine-in take-out fantastic food for another night cafe positano 407-774-8080 fresh made italian food from pasquale's family to you
13: Florida is on fire, and to succeed in a hyper-competitive market, you need the very best mortgage broker on your home team. This is Ashley Bedford with Patriot Home Funding, the official mortgage broker of the American Adversaries Radio Network. Patriot Home Funding offers a variety of loan options, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, renovation, investor debt service coverage, bank statement loans, purchases, and refinances. Every loan you need to make your American dream come true. Call Call us today at 407-389-5132 or visit us on the web at myphf.com to get started on your journey. That's 407-389-5132 or myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream.
11: Patriot Home Funding is a licensed mortgage broker business in the state of Florida, NMLS 171699 and is an equal housing lender. Ashley Bedford is a licensed mortgage originator in the state of Florida, NMLS 1278530.
13: I'm Ashley Legend
0: The Street Corn Takeover is back at
13: Tijuana Flats
0: with bigger flavors, bolder recipes, and a brand new chili garlic marinated steak that'll blow your mind. For a limited time, try five delicious new menu items loaded with zesty street corn, like the chili garlic steak and tater tot burrito, or the chili lime seasoned chicken and street corn tacos. Come try the five new street corn favorites during the Street Corn Takeover at Tijuana Flats, starting at 9 dollars Order on the app or at tijuanaflats.com.
8: I used to wake the morning before the rooster crow, searching for soda bottles to get myself some dough, run them down to the corner, down to the country store, cashing me man
2: named Curtis Lowe. All right. <laughs> That's great. I love it. You know, it was just, I believe last year we did a story that the store that he's singing about, because right. Curtis Lowe was a real guy, Right. and they would go down, and there were kids, mm-hmm. and Mama would whoop them, mm-hmm. but that store, finally, it sat vacant in Jacksonville for decades, and just really? last year, I believe, mm-hmm. they, they sold the store, and they were going to tear it down and build something else there, but it was like a, a you know...
3: Well, there's areas developing. Have you seen the new tennis courts, Chris, down on Princeton Avenue? The city has put up 18 courts. Uh, they also have pickleball there. And right across the street is a brand new YMCA. But you should see the apartments going up right beside it. Yeah. But they're actually making it a whole new complex. All right. Which Excellent. is different.
2: Okay. In the meantime, Jean-Pierre, we told you that, I believe it was Monday in the press mm-hmm. conference, she was asked about the violence the night before in Atlanta, and she had no clue. <laughs> well,
3: she, she assumed said, it happens she every said, night. I didn't know anything
2: about it until you told me about it. And of course, this was a very organized Man. riot, which turned violent, 23 people mm-hmm. arrested. Fortunately, no one was hurt. Uh, but there was uh, some burned vehicles and things but she's turned out to be clueless again only this time i think it's even worse noster dennis
12: okay this story is about uh, well peter ducey fox news white house correspondent who was uh, challenging her on the dangers that drug cartels pose to americans ducey accused president biden of being comfortable with cartels operating close to the us As fentanyl and other drugs flow into the U.S. and kill Americans. Ducey asks, cartels kill Americans on this side of the border. Now they're killing Americans on the other side of the border with guns. Why is the president so comfortable with this? Now, if you're driving, please, your mind may glaze over in the next 15 seconds (laughs) as I repeat to you word for word what she attempted to say. Okay, so just take this with a grain of salt. Jean-Pierre responded, Because of the work that this president has done, because of what we've done specifically on fentanyl at the border, it's at historic lows, historic levels that we have been able to record a number of personnel working to secure the border because of what we've been able to do, seizing that fentanyl. We've done it in a historic way. That's because of what this president has done. She's like... Kamala Harris mini me.
2: Uh, what she said was it's at record lows. Lie.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. A lie. total, total lie, or she's just a total idiot, because it's at record highs. Both the, the confiscation of the drugs, the death of the drugs, the prevalence of the drugs, and the potency of
3: the drugs. All record highs. I know. I saw that. It was like 14 million. I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of... Uh, pills of fentanyl and everything that's crossed it's Uh, terrible
2: enough to kill every American many times over many, many
3: times over
2: and there's nothing uh, historic about this presidency in a good way historic in a bad way in the sense that there's more fentanyl in this country now than there has ever been and more people have died from it under his watch than
3: ever before and maybe in in all of other history put together and think of more died in this than the Vietnam War that have died from Vietnam. From, from, from fentanyl. From fentanyl Can alone. you imagine this? Vietnam would upset them, but I guess That's not fentanyl
2: right. upsets them. Right. Right? That's not from all drug overdoses. That's from fentanyl-induced fentanyl drug overdoses. Right. Uh, so she, we all know she's Terrible. clueless. She's, what an But idiot. this is the kind of fake news that the news media loves because they can quote it as a White House source. Right? right? But it's fake news nonetheless. All right. Uh, in the meantime, the FCC nominee, we told you about her last night, withdrawing her nomination. Nostradamus has a fuller story for
12: Her us. name is Gigi Song, S-O-H-N. She was first nominated for FCC uh, commission. Was it for the uh, chairman or for just a member of the commission? Chair For a chair. Um, in October 2021. And she still hasn't come close to being confirmed. She has withdrawn her name from consideration. She says the decision came in response to unrelenting, dishonest, and cruel attacks from cable and media industry lobbyists. (laughs) She has had very controversial social media posts and views on certain key issues that prevented the Senate from ever holding even a floor vote on her confirmation. During Obama's administration, Sohn was one of the ones who was talking about net neutrality which basically means if you talk about conservative stuff, you have to balance that out by talking about liberal stuff. Right. Now, the goal of that would be to take shows like ours and Rush Limbaugh's off the air.
2: Right. She basically is for censorship yeah. is what it's uh, all about. What's interesting is that she couldn't get through a Democrat Senate.
3: Right. Joe Manchin. Wasn't he sort of leading he, the democratic he, force against to, her? Exactly. Right.
2: Um, it's uh yeah, the FCC is a panel. I think of five people sitting on yeah. it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. currently, I believe that it's a three-two
12: conservative majority. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, they haven't been able to flip with, this. What's the one slot not uh, not available? It's actually, actually, actually down to four, and they are two. Diametrically opposed, so just about everything they vote on is going to end up two to two. And Cone Which was saying, "Well, will that's not gridlock. So mm-hmm. I'm withdrawing, and I'm sorry. There's gridlock, but what are you going to do?" All right. And let's just hope that gridlock stays for the rest Without of this administration, yep.
2: because anything, anybody else, they're going to put in there. Imagine how damaging it could be. Exactly. Programming and everything. Right. They, they were looking to censor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, opposing arguments wherever they come from, whether it's conservatives, libertarians, Russia, it doesn't matter. They want it censored so that all that people see or hear is their
12: version of events. Yep. And what uh, probably led to uh, Ms. Soane's uh, withdrawal was that Senator Joe Manchin said, He would not support her confirmation because her record demonstrated her inability to steer the agency in a non-partisan
3: direction. Right, which means I don't think she was even able to get out of committee. She was a pretty big radical, if they go back into her history. Oh, yeah. She was way off the wall. Oh, yeah. So it was great she didn't get nominated. Uh, Absolutely. But, of course, you never know who will be nominated. (laughs) next,
2: I know. But, once again, Uh, as long as that seat stays open, the better off we are. Just let's keep it 2-2 tie. So the, the administration's hands are tied, literally, when it comes to the FCC. You remember uh,
12: Hillary Clinton being all in on the Fairness Doctrine, which basically mm-hmm. said a lot of the same things. Yeah. Which meant that if you had a 15-minute segment espousing your liberal beliefs or your conservative beliefs, it would have to be followed immediately by 15 minutes of liberalism.
2: Mm. Speaking of hair Hillary, mm-hmm. uh, she was on MSNBC this morning with Meek Brzezinski. Mike, I said. Mike, that is, I guess. Well, that must be beautiful. Just beautiful. <laughs> Trump called her Mike, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. uh, and, uh, Mike was uh, was quick to point out to her hubby, Joe, when he came back into the studio that Hillary was a pretty good co-host, and uh, he might better watch himself. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> it yeah. is international women day today mm-hmm. yeah. and they had an international women's
12: conference there and uh, wait, where- wait. Oh, women or people who like to think that they are or women. Are really we including fair.
2: them all? Well, well, you see, this see, is this
12: is where the dilemma
2: lies. It is mm-hmm. because they actually call it International Women's Day, and this was a women's conference. I would love to However, see if a
3: transgender walked in there and well, see
2: what the effect would be. Well, are you welcome? Or are you a pure woman? Well, you might want to take the Hershey chocolate experience. Did you see oh, about God. the Hershey chocolate? No, I, <laughs> Hershey has, I guess, a special bar. They, 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 they highlighted the S H E. I saw that right.
0: Right. Okay. She.
12: Uh, her.
2: Right. But the the spokesperson that they came up with for, I guess, the ad campaign mm-hmm. is a he. She. It's a oh, man, woman. Boy. Oh, <laughs> so, does
12: that bar have
2: it's nuts a man, or not? I should say it's a man impersonating a woman. Does that be bar? Be careful, be careful. <laughs> so anyway, I know they <laughs> So, but but they're of course catching a lot of flack from women. Yeah,
3: not just. I can understand that, don't you?
2: Well, it, it, it's interesting because you know that we're we're celebrating Women's Month, International Women's Day, mm-hmm. and and yet it's these and, and and I looked in the audience this morning. It, It was all young, white women, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, of course, they're the one that's going to change the world. And yet everything that they're doing is making the world worse for girls and women. I know.
3: Stick with what you are.
12: (laughs) That's it. I guess you guys heard about Jeremy's chocolate from the people who make Jeremy's razors. Uh, You can get four... Bars of he him, uh, or she her. The That's she right. her bars are nutless. The he him bars have nuts. Okay. Um, and it's something like twenty eight dollars for four bars of chocolate shipped to you. All right. A
2: little too rich for me. Yeah. The uh, the the Hershey's giant bars at Publix at three and a half yeah. bucks. Sold. Oh boy. Oh
4: <laughs> Still boy. look pretty good, I guess.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget. Let me see what what is Wednesday. Who do we have coming up after us Wednesday nights now, Jeff? I don't know. Uh, anyway, we got somebody coming up next. And then you got Charlie Kirk and Officer Tatum. So a lot of great. That's right. Prosperity principles. How can I forget that? It's pros- Wednesday night. Prosperity principles. Then you got Charlie Kirk and then Officer Tatum. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow night. The contest challenge. Come up with a safe space safe for a politician. Space, politician. or Hollywood type. There you go. All right. So uh, when we come back tomorrow, we'll do that and have a lot more news for you as well. Keep loving Keep praying and don't dare give up. Night, everybody.
0: AM 950 FM 94.9. The answer. WORL Orlando. News Talk Station of the Year. With this SRN News update starting now.
10: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. A family member of the victims who were kidnapped in Mexico is speaking out. Barbara McLeod Burgess, the mother of kidnapped survivor Latavia Burgess, tells CNN this morning her daughter tells her the vehicle the four Americans were in was targeted shortly after crossing into Mexico. They
1: were driving through and a van came up and hit them. And that when they start shooting at the car, shooting inside the van or whatever. And I guess this is it. The others tried to run, and they got shot at the same time.
10: Two of the family were killed, while two survived. All four were found in a wooden shack where they were being guarded by a man who was detained. Ukraine's ambassador to the U.K. has dismissed media reports that a pro-Ukraine group was involved in blowing up the Nord Stream gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea last year. Correspondent Charles Dilladesma reports.
14: Madim Pristayko tells Sky News his government had nothing to do with the sabotage.